reading from 2 Corinthians. From now on, therefore, we regard no one from a human point of view. Even though we once knew Christ from a human point of view, we know him no longer in that way. So if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, the Christ God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting the message of reconciliation to us. So we are ambassadors for Christ, since God is making his appeal through us. We entreat you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake he made him to, to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. 
and get the fatted calf and kill it, and let us eat and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Now his elder son was in the field, and when he came and approached the house, he heard music and dancing. He called one of the slaves and asked what was going on. He replied, Your brother has come, and your father has killed the fatted calf, because he has got him back safe and sound. Then the elder son became angry and refused to go in. His father came out and began to plead with him. But he answered his father, Listen, for all these years I have been working like a slave for you, and I have never disobeyed your command. Yet you have never given me even a young goat so that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came back, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fatted calf for him. Then the father said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice, because this brother of yours was dead and has come to life. He was lost and has been found. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Christ. Grace to you and peace from God, our Heavenly Father, who welcomes us back with loving and open arms, and from Christ Jesus, our Lord, who is reconciling us to the Father. Amen. Let me tell you a story about a child who runs away and is welcomed back unconditionally by a loving parent. I'm talking, of course, about the runaway bunny. Okay, yes, this is in part because I have a six-month-old, and yeah, I have read that book at least once a week, probably twice or three times a week, every week since September. But it's a classic for a reason. You can almost hear it in the language of St. Luke's Gospel. A mother rabbit had a son. The little rabbit threatens to run away, to become a fish in a stream, a rock, high up on a mountain, a sailboat. But his mother loves him so much that she will not let him go so easily. If you become one of those things, then I will be a fisherman, a mountain climber, the wind, and seek after you. And on and on it goes. I will be a bird and fly away from you. And the mother pursues her prodigal son across his imagination. If you become a bird and fly away from me, I will be a tree that you come home to. Finally, he says, I will become a little boy and run into a house. If you become a little boy and run into a house, said the mother bunny, I will become your mother and catch you in my arms and hug you. Shucks, said the bunny. I might just as well stay where I am and be your little bunny. 
And so he did. Have a carrot, said the mother bunny. It is difficult to imagine a more apt parable of God's unconditional love. Though we flee and rebel, God pursues us across the cosmos. So we hear today one of the most familiar parables, the story of a father who forgives his son even after the son demanded his inheritance before his father died then squandered that inheritance, and then came home to be a servant because even my father's hired hands have bread enough to spare. But here I am, dying of hunger. Maybe if we're a little suspicious, we see this not as the son actually truly repenting, but just saying, hey, maybe if I go apologize, dad will give me some food. But forgive isn't the right word for what the father does. Because it's not merely that the father takes him back and helps him get back on his feet. No, the father runs out to meet him, wraps him in a great big bear hug, kisses him, and gives him fine clothes and a ring. And he's still not done. He orders a feast to the fatted calf. Oh, you know that one? The one they've been saving for such a special occasion. Oh, it's butchered. And they have a big party, the best party this family's ever seen. Such amazing and merciful grace is so difficult for us to imagine. Who does that? Who welcomes back a child who not only left home to squander half the estate on debauchery, but then gives that same prodigal runaway more than they asked for? St. John Chrysostom, the Archbishop of Constantinople, put it this way. Why did the father welcome his son back with open arms? Because he was a father, not a judge. This is our God, not a prosecutor or a judge repaying us in kind for all our sin, but a merciful father eager to reconcile with us. The Lord who says to us like the mother rabbit, if you become bound to sin and death, I will become human and enter the grave with you, that I might break open your tomb. The God who runs out to meet us like a worried father, and wraps us in the garments of baptism, anointing our heads with oil, and preparing a feast, that we might be nourished by the very Lamb of God. This is the amazing grace offered by our God, through which we are reconciled. In this radical forgiveness, poured out upon us in the waters of baptism, we become a new creation in Christ. And we are, as St. Paul tells us, ambassadors for Christ, carrying this good news of reconciliation into the world. Oh, that it were so easy. Because while we tend to focus on the first half of the narrative, the parable doesn't end with the party. You see, unlike that prodigal bunny, the runaway son is not an only child. He has an older brother, a brother who has watched as half of the estate was squandered rather than allowed to grow and produce good fruit. An older brother who has faithfully worked his father's land 
who has been the obedient son. And when the runaway returns, this older sibling is angry. Because even before he gets back home, he can hear the sound of the party drifting from across the field. When he asks what's going on, he learns that his brothers come back, but he doesn't celebrate. No, Jesus tells us he became angry and refused to go in. So, once more, the father runs out to meet one of his sons. Not as a judge, but as a father. The dad pleads with his firstborn to come celebrate. And his older son says, Dad, what are you thinking? Don't you remember how he left? All those years not knowing if he was alive or dead? Do you remember the rumors that we heard about how he was living, the company that he kept? Don't you remember all the nights you spent crying, Dad? And now he comes back smelling of swine without a penny to his name. And you just, you, you welcome us back, him back, Dad? Oh, no, 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 you don't just welcome him back. You gave him your best robe. You gave him the family signet ring. And now you're throwing him a party. Dad, I've been working so hard to make up for the pain that he caused you. To be the faithful son that you deserve to protect our family's good name. But this, this, this son of yours comes back and you act like nothing ever happened. The father turns the same loving eyes upon his older son. Oh, my boy, you are always with me. But we had to celebrate and rejoice because this brother of yours was dead and has come to life. He was lost and has been found. That's where the story ends. A father and a son standing outside the party. What happens next? Does the older son go in and hug his brother and join the banquet? Or does he stay outside, resisting reconciliation? For most of us, being reconciled to God and receiving forgiveness, that's the easy part. Not easy, but the easy part. So of course we'll join in the festivities when we're that lost sheep that's been found, when we are the prodigal that's welcomed back, when we are the runaway that's sought after. But then we are sent out as ambassadors to proclaim this reconciliation to other sinners. And we want to yell at God, what are you thinking? Don't you know what they did? Oh, how tempting it is to cut ourselves off from our neighbors, to stand outside the feast and judge those we deem unworthy being reconciled to each other and welcoming those people, that's the tricky part. Because that new creation emerging from the waters of baptism, they look just like the prodigal sinner who is standing there before the water started flowing, if we regard them from a human point of view. Now, to be perfectly clear, there are some relationships that may remain fractured until kingdom come. Because reconciliation does not look like returning to an abusive home. Suffering abuse is not forgiveness. But 
if we are fully reconciled to God, then there will come a time in the kingdom of heaven when all things are made new, when every relationship is healed, when we are fully reconciled to our siblings in Christ as well. Dare we hope we might be reconciled to all the world as Christ gathers all people to himself. God has given us, the church, this ministry of reconciliation. God has called us to proclaim the good news of repentance and forgiveness of sins. We are ambassadors of this coming kingdom. We have the difficult but joyous duty of telling the world that our Heavenly Father is pursuing us. Even as we rebel and turn away, God is seeking us to welcome us back with open and loving arms. You, yes, you collectively, but also you individually, have received the riches of God's grace, and you have been called by God to share that with the world, whether you know it or not. You have a story to tell of the amazing gift of forgiveness you have received. God has pursued you to the depths of the grave as though you were the only person lost in sin. When you became a sinner dead in sin, God became a dead man to rescue you from hell. Boldly share this news. You were dead and have been brought back to life, lost but have been found. So go share this good news with a world that is perishing. Go share this good news with others who are lost that they too might feel the joy of being found. God is running out across the field to greet them as well, to hug them and kiss them and dress them in a noble robe, to welcome them with the feast at the altar. So let us be reconciled to God. And through God, let us be reconciled to one another. Let us go out to proclaim the gospel. And remember, beloved, that we are not judges. We are brothers and sisters, beloved siblings. So come celebrate. For we who were lost have been found. Join the feast of all of us who were dead in sin and have been back, brought back to life. Amen. Amen.